So far it's been an interesting morning for me. I've had uh, my notebook computer broke down kaput this morning and that means that I won't be getting any audios out from this weekend or next weekend until I get home. So you won't see any of the audios on the internet because of my notebook computer being broken. And uh, I have to fix that up. And then we come in here this morning and one of the speakers had its input busted in. So that meant that we had to fix that as well. And so we fixed that this morning. And one of the mics, roving mics, isn't working. So we have to put up with uh, one <laughs> working. Wouldn't mind asking. I, I, can, I know what my law of attraction is on it. But I, <laughs> I can feel there's also some spirit inf influence in the whole process as well. So... There's a fair few spirits at the moment that don't want you to deal with your fear. Okay? Because <laughs> if you deal with it, if you deal with your fear, they will lose control of you. So we'll have to deal with that. Welcome along today. How's the mediumship going? For those of you who are doing it. Difficult. What we want to do today is um, what we've, we'll be sort of pre presenting things a little different today because Monica has got to go off um, back to Coffs Harbour probably by about two or three o'clock, three o'clock at the latest, and um, and I want to interview her this week because she spent five days with us out at our property, and we managed to actually deal with a lot of issues between that Monica was having between herself and spirits. So. Um, what I wanted to do is sort of interview her a bit about all of those so that you can see the influences that are going on between the spirit world and, and the earth and also the influences that they have on you if you want to develop as a medium or as a healer. And uh, then what I'll do is I'll explain the background of everything. So by that time Monica might have left but I'll explain the background of everything that was happening there. And that will lead us into the homework you were doing last for the last few mo a month or so, which is to be able to feel the emotions of the spirits who come to you. So we'll talk to some of you who feel that you've been able to do that, and then we'll give you some new homework. Um, now, I haven't got an outline for today uh, either because of all the things that have gone wrong. So um, unfortunately, um, I won't be providing an outline today and it won't also be on the internet until a week and a half's time either because of all the things that have broke down. So uh, um, we'll sort all that out as we go. But uh, hopefully, um, we'll at least get this recording on in a week and a half's time so that you'll be able to hear what the homework was and all of those things. Now, as I raised yesterday, one of the main problems that people have been facing is their fears. And spirits hook into your fears and utilise your fears in a lot of different ways in order to get what they want. And a lot of our fears are even quite insidious. Like you could have a fear of not being noticed, for example. And that covers over, so you have an addiction to be noticed, which covers over a fear of not being noticed, which covers over a childhood emotion where when you, were, when you were a child, either mummy or daddy did not notice you, right? Now, what happens when, a, when you've got that particular injury and you're a medium, now you're going to attract some spirits who had a very, very similar feeling of not being noticed, not being valued, not being all of those same emotions that you have within you. 
And what that, all that, when you're a medium, all that spirit needs to do is come to you and falsely misrepresent themselves to you. And unless you're of a fairly good development, you will not know whether that person is the person they're claiming to be or someone totally different. You will not know. So, on the earth today, there are literally thousands and thousands of mediums who are claiming to channel my mother, Mary. Now, now obviously, it's possible to channel Mary. Mind you, Mary is in a soul union state with my father, Joseph, in the 22nd sphere. And to channel Mary on earth, you're going to have to be in very, very good development. So the only way even many of you could channel Mary at this point is through a relay. So Mary talking to someone else in the spirit world, usually a celestial spirit, and they are talking to usually a spirit on the divine love path in the second or third sphere, and that spirit talked to you. And then you'll feel the energy of Mary, because while, while, while Mary's doing that through that channel, she will also be impressing upon you her emotions. Does that make sense? And so you'll feel it as her energy, but it doesn't mean that you're actually getting a direct hookup there to Mary, because there's this whole chain of command, if you like, in between yourself and Mary, reflecting the con connection down so that they can speak with you. So remember, if we just give a little bit of background before we start talking to Monica, remember you've got all of the spheres of the spirit world. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and then the celestial spheres, eight and above. Now, for me to be able to speak with spirits in different conditions, I am going to have to be on the same page in a lot of cases. When I say on the same page, I mean open enough in my belief system for a, for a start to actually be able to simulate new beliefs coming from them. And so often what happens too is I'm not of the development to communicate directly to them, but they respond to your desire to communicate to them by actually setting up a chain. So they have a trusted person that they know, say, in the third sphere, and that person has a trusted person that they know in the seventh sphere, and then no person has a trusted person that they know way up in the celestial spheres or even in the soul union state, right? And then you get a communication coming down to you here on Earth. Right? Paula? Okay. Microphone? Yep. Is that like Chinese whispers, though? Uh, a little like Chinese whispers, but what else can they do? Because the only way to have a direct connection with this person here is for this person really to be up here. So you're not only um, dealing with the filters of the medium on earth, but with all of the other filters as yes, well? Yes, correct. You are dealing with the filters of this spirit, the filters of this spirit, and so forth. And of course, that spirit doesn't know what this spirit up here knows, because it's in a different condition uh, as well. And this spirit here doesn't know what that spirit knows. But there is some trust and rapport set up because of common, because of common desires often, and common feelings. And in the sense of pure feelings that you have at the soul level, and so you set up this like system that, that happens quite often. So the, from the person point of view here, this person is projecting all their emotion at them and then communicating via this chain. And so it feels like you're actually talking to this person up here, but in reality there's all this chain of stuff going on in between. And what we want to do on the Divine Love Path is remove the necessity for all of that to occur so that we're actually up here, or at least here, from an emotional perspective where we're removing different links of the chain and, and we're actually getting a more uh, highly accurate channeling. Now, to get a highly accurate channeling uh, and also to do highly accurate uh, healing, 
We have to actually be in a state where we ourselves have gotten rid of a lot of our own fears and we ourselves have dealt with a lot of our own, or our own belief systems that are inaccurate. And to do that, we need to start looking at my own development. Now, oftentimes, many of these spirits, all the way through this chain, if you like, many of those spirits are very, very keen on you working through your emotions. Because they know the more emotions you work through, the better the communication is going to be between you and them and the better the, the truths that they're trying to tr transmit through you or to you are going to be received. So they're really, really keen on trying to help you as a medium and it doesn't matter whether you're on the divine love path or natural love path, those spirits are very, very keen on helping you address issues as a medium inside of yourself. Now, if they're on the divine love path, the issues they want you to start addressing are your belief systems that are in disharmony with divine truth and your emotional system that's in disharmony with divine truth. Does that make sense? If you're on the natural love path, they'll be looking at getting your belief system in harmony with natural love principles in the same way. So, so for example, if I was started out a medium and I'm developing towards the natural love path and I don't believe in reincarnation, then many of the spirits who come to me will be helping me, will be introducing me to literature and causing a bit of a change in, my, you know, in what is attracted to me so that eventually I get to the point of accepting that there is reincarnation. Even though it's not a divine truth, it's going to make you much more harmonious to their beliefs, which means that you're going to have a much stronger connection. Now, when they get a strong connection with you, now they can communicate all of their ideas and feelings and everything to you. And they can do this over a long period of time. They can even get to a stage where they can, because of the sympathy of harmony between the two of you, get to a stage where they overcloak you completely. In other words, you are, you are now out of body yourself and the spirit is really taking over your body while it's communicating to people. And then when that process stops, you come back in your body. You yourself have total control over that through your desires and so it's nothing to be afraid of except when the spirit overcloaking you happens to be a first fear spirit who's a bit nasty and causes lots of havoc in your life, then it's something to be concerned about. Obviously, as you develop, then that changes and the spirits that overcloak you are higher spirits with better development and they obviously will not do those things. They wouldn't create havoc in your life. Now, last week... Uh, when Monica came to visit us, um, one of the things she wanted to address was her uh, fears about mediumship, basically, wasn't it? And so what we did was we, in between dealing with lots of emotions, because it all is emotional, we, we had a lot of different emotions to discuss. And then she had certain experiences as a result of these spirits trying to assist her to work through emotions. Now, if you're a medium, you have one problem and one very good thing that you have as available to you. The problem is that any emotion that you try to deny within yourself will not be, will not be um, an emotion that... Will, I'll, I'll say it a different way. Any emotion you have between, inside of yourself that you deny will automatically attract spirits who are also denying the same emotion and who want to use that emotion in you to express themselves. Now that means that those spirits are going to be of quite poor quality. They're going to be in quite poor condition of love. And so as a medium, one of the problems you face is if you deny emotions inside of yourself and you don't own them and you don't feel them yourself, 
you're actually going to attract a lot of very dark spirits around you and you're going to start feeling their emotions a lot, as if they're your own emotions. And you'll start trying to clear things and in reality you're not clearing anything because it's actually just a spirit projecting the same emotion at you and you're just stuck in this emotion. So that's a problem for you with your emotional development. But there's a flip side to that. And the flip side to that is because you're a medium, there are higher spirits around you who can actually connect with you and help you deal with your emotions better. Right? If you know what's going on, if you know how to utilize that. And, and so this is where we need to be very sensitive to the emotional condition of the people that are connecting to us. But also it means that the flip side, the positive side, is that you can rapidly deal with emotions because you have some spirits there being able to assist you through your mediumship to deal with your emotions. And what I want to do is, in Monica's example, is, it, is give you an example of how this can happen in practice. Does that make sense? And what happened last week in practice. And when Monica first came and then when Monica, like on the Friday when we discussed things, there was a huge difference in her mediumship as a result of understanding some basic things. So would you like to come up? Give. Hey, Monica, welcome. Now with this, Monica, I might hold it for you, um, if you want. Um, but basically, you have to hold it like that, about that distance. Okay. All right, okay. so I can hold it for you. Now, um, when you came on, what was it, the Tuesday, we started really talking about these matters, didn't we? Yeah. One of the, when you said that you wanted to develop your mediumship further. Um, I started addressing some emotions within you, didn't I? Yeah. So there was the emotion where you were accusing me of the free will thing and then that all happened and then you connected with some real core emotions about not being loved. Yeah. And that spent, you spent most of that day then dealing with that. And yeah. then that evening we started to look at doing some mediumship. Yeah. And that evening some spirits came who were uh, from memory, they were a group of women spirits, weren't they, I think, who it's came... The first group. So my memory's really fuzzy, but I think it was... It was the ones that were angry with Yolanda, Mary Yolanda, from the I first think, century. I remember, yeah. 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 So we had a group of spirits who lived in the first century with myself and Mary, um, who were angry with Mary and had been angry with Mary for a couple of thousand years, and they were surrounding you. Now, once you realise that these angry, one of the, some of these angry women are surrounding you, can you remember some of the things you did with Mary over the previous three months that were obviously hooking into the, the spirit's anger. Yes, I do. <laughs> okay, so can you recall yeah, some of those? Um, I, I, the, the one that jumps out, but I'm sure the rest will follow. Um, when I saw Mary at the last meeting at Udlow, she was wearing a really beautiful dress and she looked really lovely. And, and in my heart I wanted to say that, but what came out was, yeah, you look really gorgeous. <laughs> And I, I remember at the time feeling really, really shocked and uh, quite uh, embarrassed and ashamed that... So there was an anger projection coming from you towards so. Mary looking good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So that, that was one... Can you remember? There was another time when you were sitting next to her with a pen in your hand. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, it might even have been the same weekend um, when we were sitting beside each other um, in the afternoon. I, I was playing with a pen in my hand and I suddenly had this... This sounds awful, but I had this urge to stab Mary in the throat with a pen. 
And I was so freaked out that I immediately put the pen down, but I realized instantly that whatever feeling I had within me, uh, someone was really enhancing that hugely so, but it really freaked me out. Yeah, so, so in other yeah. words, something was connecting to an emotion inside of yourself, That's which, right. which made you feel like that, that you could do it, and then yeah. you, you, you didn't want to, obviously, so no. you didn't do it, but, uh, which is, thank you very much for not doing <laughs> And obviously, then we started talking about the emotions inside of you that were causing those particular things to come up. And can you remember right. some of the emotions that caused that attraction? Um, you may have to remind me, AJ. Honestly, it's been such. Amazing. Can you remember the jealousy, the jealousy-based emotions? Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now is this going back to you and her? That one, because there were two channelings that were quite similar, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, AJ reminded me very much of um, my first love and I, I thought I had worked through a huge amount of that grief but there was still enough to um, still hold feelings of jealousy towards Mary but also with the guy who I really loved, um, my best friend ended up being together and marrying him so there was always this intense um, jealousy and pain that somebody, you know, that he chose her over me. Yep. So, and there was also something about a woman looking nice that, um, that and slim and nice. What, what was yeah, that just there? brought up, yeah, I think it was a whole, um, was that the disgust of my own body so that when I saw a beautiful woman I felt really resentful because I feel such shame about yeah. my own. Yeah, that's it. Still a bit there. Yeah, that? big yeah, time. That's it. <laughs> yeah. so, so there's still some emotion there to work through yeah. and, and so the spirit could just connect to these emotions Absolutely. and give you a rush of feelings that all that you all of a sudden feel like you've got to try to do but then then the mind kicked in a bit and yeah. other emotions obviously kicked in too yeah. now now after you dealt with some of those emotions on the Friday uh, on the uh, Tuesday on Wednesday you met a new spirit I did so who, who was that <laughs> now, now can I just address that Monica doesn't want to talk about this straight away she went for a throat <laughs> and uh, and so, can we talk about why you don't want to talk about it first? What immediately came up still was that feeling that no one's actually going to believe. Okay, so no, she feels none of you are going to believe her anyway. So so that causes her to shut down her throat, which means she doesn't really want to talk about it. There's some other things there too. What were some other fears about this issue? Talking um, about this issue in public. Well, I just generally have a fear of being attacked anyway. Yeah. Um, every time I sit up here, yeah. I feel projections quite easily. And who could you receive attack from on this particular issue? On the women, and I've already felt it today yeah. since I walked in. Okay. From people I don't even know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So anyway, let's talk about it, because uh, Monica's brave enough to handle these emotions, aren't you? Yeah. One of the things that we went through together this week was learning to actually realize that you can actually face every emotion within yourself wasn't it yeah and to have the courage to face every single emotion and that god built you that way so that's mm. one of the things mm. you've been practicing since yeah all right so the person you met let's uh, was the very lovely ramtha so she met ramtha yeah. you know yep now ramtha happens to be an older friend of mine in the sense that i met him um I met him for the first time when I returned to Earth uh, a couple of years ago. And what, would happen, what happened was I was talking to a Ramtha follower and Ramtha came and wanted to talk. So, so Ramtha had a chat with me and we talked about the Divine Love Path which he hadn't heard of before. And he got onto the Divine Love Path and this occurred 
um, about two and a half years ago now where he got onto the Divine Love Path and he's been on the Divine Love Path since. That's also the time when JZ Knight, who was channeling Ramtha, started to have a lot of trouble physically and she started to actually get sick and so quite a few things are happening about that. So, but this is, that's an aside. Anyway, um, I've been hoping, you know, I can feel Ramtha around at different times, obviously, so I've been hoping to have a chance to chat with him sooner or later. And there's this cha chance that came up on the next day. Now, we had a chat with Ramtha, just you had a chat with Ramtha, basically, and he introduced himself to you and you did some automatic writing, yep. uh, which we shall be placing on the net for, mm -hmm. for people to see. Um, so that was the first time you've ever really met him? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And you started to feel some of his personality and everything? Oh, uh, it was amazing. What, before I got into all the fear and stuff, it was so exciting. He's got the most incredible energy that I had experienced so far. He just had this gargantuously large presence. Um, and yeah, it, it just felt so exciting to talk to him. It was amazing. And, and the truth is, I'd, I'd never, I, I think I've, the only time I'd heard him speak was on the what the bleep do we know? Yep. So I know, knew nothing about him at all up until that point, apart right. from his name. Yep. But uh, really amazing, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Now um, we started talking then about what kind of uh, <coughs> what kind of emotions within yourself would actually prevent uh, proper communication with Ramtha, and in fact proper communication with any male spirit, really, mm. didn't we? Mm. And so we started to address those issues as well, which were issues that you feel towards men. Mm -hmm. Now after that occurred, um, you started having some really, on the next day you started having some really big emotional experiences. Can mm. you describe a few of them? Like, not, not as you know about them now, but as they occurred and, as they and, occurred, and yeah. what you felt at the time. Okay. What happened was, uh, and I can't remember, I'll, I'll just say what I can remember, but uh, the next morning I started getting into an emotion. I think I'd started talking to Ramtha because I was quite excited connecting with him at that stage because he's really lovely and uh, started getting into some emotions and suddenly was just swept away on these really intense, um, what I thought at the time were memories, but were really, really clear um, visual pictures in my head and, and they were so real that they were actually almost more real than my memories of my own childhood. And I, I, it was basic. I felt. And now memories of another life. It was a memory of another life, and they. I could remember the heat of the sun, the smell. Like as I said, far more intense than anything I can remember almost in my own life. Mm -hmm. So I went along with it, and I could see all uh, quite a few emotional injuries that were being shown that I still had, and I thought that must be why I'm, I'm experiencing it. But the more and more I got into it, the more and more I started being afraid of, um, and I had felt this before and it had happened before, where I was really afraid that I was one of the 14 because the memories were just so intense, you know. So um, the memories were connected to somebody who were connected to myself, weren't That's they? right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was a, a woman called, was that Miriam? Was that Miriam? Yeah, Miriam. Um, but it just got more and more and more intense and then every time I kept on um, asking, you know, is this true, is this true, um, I just kept on getting the feeling of you need to kind of work this one out yourself, which is horrible. But then, so after the feelings, uh, the emotions with Miriam, then I started going on, uh, having all these uh, experiences of actually remembering um, what it was like to actually separate from God and that was really, really painful. 
Um, and I really emotionally connected with the fact that God is my mother and my father for the first time. And I thought, well, the only reason I'd be experiencing this is if I were one of the 14 as well. Mm. And of course, the more and more I'm processing all of the, or feeling these feelings, I should say, I wasn't processing many of them, the more and more afraid I was getting about the potential, you know, uh, reality of that and one of the biggest emotions that came up for me was the fear that my soulmate wouldn't want to be with me if if I was and he wouldn't be able to accept it and that was really intense as well um, but it just totally threw me into a headspin because it was not only emotionally really intense but um, as I said it was really hard to shake all the images mm. that were just so because they're so real it, even it right now to the smell even now I can remember absolutely everything mm. yeah it was yeah. really intense yeah, yeah. now because <coughs> you were getting so distressed about it then you give us a call and when we were walking past the tent and so yeah. we come and had a chat and we started talking about what was really going on and then you started actually working through confirmation of what was really going on with your spirit friends. Mm -hmm. So finding out what was really happening in this particular instance. Mm -hmm. Can you describe what they said was really happening? Sure, and, and please correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, they were basically showing me these images for me to connect with the emotions within me that I still had unresolved. And the only way that they were able to do that was to really lay it on thick. <laughs> You know, so I was, you know, I was, because I'm very visual, uh, they were able to, sh you know, show me the images. Um, and that, that was just profoundly, I mean, the, the truth is it was so effective. Yeah. And I haven't processed a lot of them, but, uh, but it, I've been continuing with them. But it was just so darn effective, you know. And yeah. it was only when I found out the truth afterwards I was able, uh, uh, another emotion that came up that was really important was obviously the more I was experiencing this, um, I was more afraid that I couldn't trust Ramtha anymore. That was one of the saddest feelings was, you know, I've just begun to, you know, start trusting men again and now I've been, you know, I've experienced this and I was really worried that my trust in men would start waning again, certainly yeah. in my guides because um, Joseph and Ramtha have been... Both uh, men. Both men and both yeah. beautiful. And I'd really already started shutting down to Joseph as well quite right. a bit. So for nearly three months prior, you'd already been shutting down to your yeah. normal guide yeah. who was a male yeah. as well. So this yeah. was all part of this uh, process, wasn't it, of trying yeah. to help you deal with some of these emotions towards men. Yeah. So um, also they said that they were grabbing the pictures of a life experience of, of a lady, Miriam, who was with you quite yeah. often because of her anger with Mary. That's right. And, and so she was with you quite often and they were grabbing these pictures and putting them through you so that, so that you could actually connect with emotions that are similar to what you had to Miriam's emotions that she had. That's right, yeah. And so it helped you actually connect with a group of emotions that you probably possibly wouldn't have normally connected with. Really don't think so, or it would have taken me <laughs> would have taken a much lot longer, longer a yeah. whole lot longer, yeah. So you spent the majority of the next day pretty much in the tent crying and dealing with, <laughs> dealing with the issues yeah. and working your way through the different emotions that you felt. Yeah. That, uh, uh, go on. Sorry, Ajay, one really important thing was because I'd gone through that the first day and because we'd had a chat again with Ramtha and, and you had explained what was happening, the next day like my attitude with Ramtha was just bring it on I don't care how painful it gets because I could feel the love at that point and I could really feel I felt really safe and protected and you know it was literally just bring it on and just you know I, I might choose to come out of it but just do what you feel I can I can and take or you know listen to my soul because you know better than me yeah, and yeah. 
And so it really allowed me to go so much deeper, so, so much deeper. So by the time the Thursday came along, you were really deep in some pretty core emotions mm. now. And one of the experiences that Ramtha helped you experience was to go out of body mm. and to actually look at what was happening emotionally and spiritually to your body while you were experiencing different emotions and when you got into denial. Yeah. Now, when you got into denial, what did you observe to you? Um, basically... Once you go into denial or you start shutting down from any emotions, really, just spirits, just, it's like a magnet. They are there, like instantaneously almost. So you noticed a group so of spirits surrounding your body. saw spirits coming in. And then Ramtha uh, suggested that I ask for divine love, which I did <laughs> quickly. But I actually saw divine love uh, entering through my crown. I was lying down on the bed, so if you can imagine me lying down on my right side, and I could see divine love coming in through it as this beautiful kind of goldeny, it's kind of hard to describe, but goldeny, light, liquidy type thing is about the best way of describing it. And once it enters and moves through your body, it just like illuminates it like a massive big... Um, like a light, lighthouse or a Just beacon. Just like a, yeah, yeah. like a, a beacon. And the, the, I think there were three spirits who had come in where it was like, it, it, they were so repulsed. It was like they were being burned by it or something. And they would just scurried away like rats, like in an instant, you know. And to actually, and what was really amazing and weird but cool was... I'm seeing this from the top of the room, but I'm actually still have enough awareness in my body where I'm actually feeling the effect of the divine love coming through as well. That was pretty wild, but um, it was amazing just to see the instantaneous reaction once you receive or ask for divine love. And, and the, the So the moment you went into emotional denial, the spirits just went whoosh, straight to you. Like, in a second. In a second. Yeah. There were three male spirits. Three males, yeah. So yep. they were all to do with the anger you had with men, attracting the men who were angry with women, and wham, they were there. Mm -hmm. and, then, and then just the, the act of you longing for divine love caused these spirits to feel so uncomfortable in your presence they had to leave. It was almost, yeah, it was almost like, it was, yeah, it was just repulsing them. It, you know, they physically couldn't stand that energy. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So do you see what's happening there, like in terms of what happens when you're receiving divine love? So, so after you had that experience, you obviously had, during this time now, more and more trust is developing between yourself and Ramtha. Absolutely, yeah. So that then lets us talk to Ramtha about a few things that you wouldn't normally feel free to talk about. Absolutely, yeah. So what were some of the things we talked about? Uh, I think the main ones I really remember because I've just been triggered non-stop on it since was, uh, we were talking about earth changes, mm -hmm. that that was quite intense. And um, I think what's really... It, important and what I remember most about that talk is is as soon as I could feel my own fear I just shut down that connection and mm. it was almost like I was then trying to consciously talk even in though place. in his place mm. and he was he's really quick to let me know very firmly that that's not what I'm saying and you need to relinquish control and let me do the talking so, so again it brings up huge male issues of you know being, allow, told, what being to told what to do by a man you know yeah. and, but that was one a huge emotion I worked through at the start of the week so mm. by that night it was yeah okay and I, I, we find it funny now actually yeah. um, whereas it was not funny initially yeah. um, uh, so there was four or five times during even one channeling where Monica had to stop, I'm saying this now, Ramp is saying, I'm saying this now, and get back into herself, get back into the freedom of just saying what was being communicated to her rather than saying her own feelings. And, 
and recognizing the feeling that caused you to disconnect. Absolutely, and, do that. and I think that the one I and this is why I think the projection thing you said was really important. There was one point where I really felt Mary's fear, and I was just out in a second because again our our fear was the same. Yeah. But because I felt it uh, projected, it it really made it um it, it just instantly shut down. Yeah. 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 All right, so after, after you had those conversations, we managed to have a few other spirit conversations, and, but this time they were a lot more effective, weren't they? Uh, we, we managed to work through a, help a number of first century spirits work way through emotions they hadn't worked their yeah, way through in 2,000 yeah. years mm. and who progressed. And in fact, one of those spirits was pretty special because, because that was the Miriam spirit who had so much anger with Mary. Yeah. Who did she turn out to be? I still get really emotional. <laughs> she actually turns out to be the soulmate of Joseph of Arimathea, who's my spirit guide. And I had no idea that they were separated for 2,000 years, and so they were able to come back together again. And that was hugely emotional, and we had an amazing... <laughs> an amazing channeling with them and then they came back the next morning and to see and feel not only the effect of Miriam I mean it was like a different person you know she'd been so fearful and angry and the next morning it was she almost felt like Mary actually she was just it was extraordinary but um to see Joseph and to feel Joseph was so much happy <laughs> so Joseph had been guiding Monica for a number of years and then all the help that he'd been giving her, she connected with a spirit who happened to be Joseph's soulmate in a dark condition. And in this interaction, Monica was a part of, to play of actually helping, helping Miriam, who was in the dark condition, to move out of the dark condition, which actually helped her own spirit guide. Right, which is pretty awesome when you think about it. And it's pretty wild, and I just still get so much. Like when I, it, you'll feel it someday. Yeah. I've no doubt. Yeah. And what that illustrated to you too was how each of us can help others, even when the others are in better condition than us. Absolutely. Like I, I've always felt a bit of a mere mortal with you know uh, higher spirit guides and friends, and um, never kind of felt really. I couldn't work out why they were working with me, kind of thing. Yeah. And that was really profound to see that just. <laughs> mere mortal yep. um, it could be so in, 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 such an integral part of, of his own yep. progression which yeah. is just <laughs> so they'd been separated for 2000 mm. years because mm -hmm. she felt herself to be in love with me for that long mm. um, she felt that I should be her soulmate and nobody else mm. and because of that she wouldn't connect with her soulmate she was quite angry with me quite mm. murderously angry towards my soulmate and, uh, and so, besides assisting all of that process, you also assisted a pair of soulmates to get mm, together. Mm. And that was, so that's really beautiful as well. Mm. And they came the next day and expressed their gratitude mm. to, to, to you for doing that too, didn't they? Yeah, it's lovely. And they're still doing that. I can feel them doing that again now. Um, then we sort of had, you had a bit of a, a, a rewarding experience, shall we say. <laughs> So by this stage, see, by this stage, Monica is now dealing with quite a lot of man-based issues. 
You see, a lot of, there's a lot of resistance before about connecting with her guy Joseph because he's being a man and getting told what to do by a man and so forth. Bit of resistance about connecting with Ramtha, got through a lot of that emotionally. Fair bit of resistance with me about the things I was telling you right at the start and, and worked your way through a lot of that emotionally as well. So you've dealt with a lot of man issues during the week. Then we focused even further on some of the soulmate issues that you were having, didn't we? And, and so you're dealing with quite a lot of man-based issues there. So by this stage, quite a lot of man-based stuff and there's still more work to do uh, and you look, know that. I, I feel almost as if I've done nothing but it, the truth is so much has cleared this week. It yeah. was, you know, yeah. well, if, uh, yeah, but it it's made amazing. you more aware of how much there is about men. Totally. Uh, but, totally. but with the changes that have made, your law of attraction with spirits is changing in terms of who you get to talk to, right? <laughs> Don't they? <laughs> of course you can. <laughs> Nobody's going to believe you about rant for this. <laughs> <time>. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is really triggering the whole not believed one. But um, we got to spend um, the evening talking to Mr. Beautiful Elvis, <laughs> which was yeah, which was just extraordinary. It was possibly one of the most enjoyable ones, but. Um, it, just such a beautiful soul and I just remember the connection that you guys had together was just mm. so beautiful it was possibly one of the nicest experiences on the Divine Love that so far it was yeah. beautiful I met Elvis uh, again a few years ago uh, and talked to him he was in the second sphere on the Divine Love path and but was struggling with the Divine Love path then and uh, we had a talk which helped him shift through quite a lot of shame based emotions that he had from Earth and and, and uh, when he came to us the other night, he was in the seventh sphere. So he'd progressed from the second sphere to the seventh sphere in that couple of years. And he was singing again and enjoying himself quite a lot. And, uh, and we made a deal about the future, myself and he. <laughs> one day I said, when I get into the condition where I'm one with God, I'll, uh, I'll let him overcloak me and he can sing for me. <laughs> Uh, He's beautiful. Because I told him I'm never going to get a voice like his uh, doing it any other way. <laughs> uh, but it was really interesting as well because um, you asked him how Michael Jackson was doing and that was, yeah. again, it's just really interesting, the whole law of attraction though, even between who you attract. Because although I would never have said I was an Elvis fan, I, I really did. It's, uh, it must have been a very soul level really uh, loved him very much um, just growing up and stuff but it was the same with Michael Jackson and I always very, felt very torn because obviously there's um, you know uh, people have a, a perception of, of who Michael Jackson is through their own injuries and just when he died, I, I felt he was really grossly misjudged for the first time. And I mean, I have a huge amount of abuse issues myself, so mm -hmm. I found it very easy to jump on the bandwagon and go down the road that so many have. But mm -hmm. when he passed, I felt that there was a whole lot more truth and love uh, about Michael Jackson than a lot of people have thought. Mm -hmm. So when you asked how Michael was doing and we were able to see how he was doing and, and to connect with that, that for me was really special as mm -hmm. well, you know. And again, it sh showed me there were so many emotions injuries that it's so easy to judge and da da da, da you know so every little thing when you're channeling is helpful you yeah. know everything yeah, yeah yeah and so what that meant then too was that you could <clears throat> look at also the reason why you felt a feeling of glorification towards Elvis wasn't it 
So there was that bit of that feeling you noticed the next day, didn't you? So, That's right, yeah. yeah. Well, I was, I mean, when we stopped, I was just like a giddy schoolgirl, quite honestly, because <laughs> he's so lovely. I can't really put in... He's so lovely. But um, the next morning was... Uh, <laughs> really emotional as well. I was working through, I can't actually remember what the issue was. Was it the trust? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it was about trusting the process. And, oh, was it, hang on, sorry, it'll come, because it was a really strong one for me. Anyway. um, Abuse stuff, wasn't it? (laughs) Starting to get into some abusive emotions? I know. Feeling, uh, not feeling safe whilst processing so if you yeah. like yeah so yeah. when I get to really hairy emotions I, I sometimes certainly with shut abuse stuff I, I just shut down because I don't trust that either I'll be able to handle it or trust what's going to come or yeah. that kind of thing and uh, Ramtha just said Ram, Ramtha was to my left and he said well just, just look around and see who's in the room with you and Ramtha was to my left <laughs> Elvis <laughs> just sitting beyond him and at that point I was just floored because I thought we'd just had a you know one night with Elvis kind of thing and I I thought once (laughs) and when you talk to him you know it was just my look at the draw and he happened to be there and AJ was there and you know and and again there was that very deep sense of um, I don't know if unworthiness is the right word but it did feel just why is Elvis looking after me? And but again, it was that feeling of well, he'd got the chance to talk to you the night before, and he really wanted to. So you he know, did it because of his connection with me, is what with, you were thinking. Ca- that's what I was thinking. But yeah. just the love that came from him was just. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and again, coming today. Yeah. 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 But I got to see all my other guides as well, and yeah. it's like you're never alone. And I mean, we can fool ourselves honestly till the cows come home, but. Uh, it was just, uh, and, and there was only one woman. That was the other thing. They were all, they were all men as well. Barring one so, woman. Bar, bar my grandmother. So to feel that safe and protected by men for me was possibly a first. Yeah. So yeah. it was really emotional. Yeah, because the history for you is that you've been hurt a lot by men, haven't yeah. you? So, yeah. So that's uh, a really big thing to, to, to be surrounded by four men. Yeah, and just yeah. to feel so completely differently. And again, I've, I've got a lot of work to do, but just to feel that love uh, yeah. was just so beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's lovely, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so in amongst the week, obviously you learnt so many things. Oh. Um, and, yeah, and learnt so many things about even how spirits trigger your emotions. Mm-hmm. Because really, you learnt that thing about how you know, they give you pictures and feelings and, and even smells and everything to trigger you mm-hmm. based on what's unhealed inside of you. Mm-hmm. Which then many mediums mistake as their own life, when yep. in reality all they're doing is giving you... It's just a trigger, yeah. To yeah. trigger you. And, and in fact, and I don't think I got to tell you, but I can't honestly remember what day it was. It could have been... They, they were certainly doing it yesterday afternoon. I was work, really getting into the kind of man-anger stuff. And I said to Ramtha, again, just bring it on and, and whatever it takes. Um, and before, when I had experienced kind of words, if you like, that weren't nice, I could always feel that they weren't from uh, higher level spirits, you know, they were almost getting off on it, if that makes sense, so, you know, using, you know, um, just really sordid words or whatever, but you could feel the spirit was kind of getting off on it, whereas with Ramtha, Ramtha, yesterday and the day before, was saying some really awful things, 
but it just triggered me. It just got me to, it was just extraordinary. Yeah. But the difference was you can feel the love and protection and that you're safe, even though it's intensely triggering. So rather than his motive being to harm you, Absolutely. This or, was or to sim- work through you. Yeah. He, he was there to trigger you. It, it's almost like the only way I can explain it is if you're racing or something and someone at the sideline egging you on, you know, with love, mm. but doing what it takes, you know, uh, with, with your free will, you know, based on that desire. Because I had the desire to work through it. Mm. And it's just like someone just being so... Uh, still but loving and just saying the words so you could feel they meant nothing to him but by golly they <laughs> they really re- oh hugely so yeah. but the big thing I, I suppose what I'm trying to say is that it, it's taken me far deeper with this work than anything I'd experienced up until now yeah so before then you were at times you would have a deep process but, yeah. but you found yourself sort of getting to a certain level and not going deeper yeah and now you feel a lot more confident, don't you, yeah. about getting yeah. a lot deeper. And I mean, I still pull out a little bit, but I'll always say, Ramtha, just take me back in a yeah. little bit. And yeah. if, if it just gets too much, but I'm far more willing to go deeper with it now yeah. because I feel so safe and, and I know that it's coming from a place of love. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And what's been the effect on your mediumship, do you feel? Oh, uh, well, look... Uh, up until May, I, I was so afraid of going there. Yeah. You know, I, I just so much, tr- not only not trusting men or women, but not trusting myself. Yeah. Um, you know, being far more uh, reliant, actually asking for help. Because one thing I didn't, that didn't dawn on me was that, you know, while you're processing, I thought you just have to wait till the end, <laughs> clear your, you know, causal, and then your little reward at the end is divine love. And I didn't actually realize you can ask for divine love anytime you want to, exactly. you know, which yeah. was a huge for me. I thought you literally, you know, there was a, <laughs> set time when you had to ask for it or something, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's massively, massively changed. And I'm just more aware of what comes up now. And mm. as soon as someone's talking through me and I know it's my own stuff, I'll just say it's my own stuff and, yeah. you know, um, honour what they're... It's because it's their message. Yeah. So, so one of the things we discussed too, wasn't it, was being loyal to the Spirit speaking through you yeah. rather than putting in your own inflections. And unfortunately, this often happens a lot today on yeah. Earth where people put in their own yeah. words and I'm being humble enough to have someone tell you that's not what I said Monica you need to delete that or you need to undo that or yeah. you need to say it again even though you said it and you might feel really embarrassed or humiliated you need to tell my truth yeah. as it was not how you think it should be yeah. that was a big thing yeah, yeah. And so Rantha also, because of that, could make a few suggestions to me about things that I'm going to be doing next week and so forth. And I found that really beneficial for myself as well, um, because I've been holding off triggering people's fear a bit, hoping that they'd work through their fear themselves. And so that's also going to be beneficial for the group now, just a lot of the things that occurred. So this is a beauty too about a lot of it, is that you get to help a lot of people without you really knowing that you're helping them as well. Absolutely. I think, I think uh, until the Joseph thing, I, I was really, um, I've really developed a love for doing this now. I kind of felt before I either had to do it or it was expected of me or mm-hmm. whatever. And the truth is, the more I do it, the more and more alive I feel mm-hmm. and the more in tune I feel with my desires. Right. But when so you're the ha- passion that you have. Absolutely. But when then when you go to the level of being able to help someone like Joseph and Miriam come together, um, you know, there's, uh, you can't really put it into words. You mm. know, it's just extraordinary. Yeah, yeah. the personal yeah. sort of rewards that, that it, it gives you. 
Absolutely. I, I, yeah. yeah. Mm. yeah that's lovely. Yeah. So is there anything else you want to add? I think the last thing I'd love to share, AJ, is that um, it's taken me literally from the first mediumship class that we all did together up until about July before, and that took quite a lot of work and all my fears to get to a point where my first channeling with AJ, I felt remotely comfortable. Um, and, and I would honestly say that um, doing the mediumship part of the process has been the most beneficial because it's opened so much up. And I, I had so many fears, and I think that the any supernatural or spirit fears we have are possibly the most... Um, not damaging is not the right word. They're the quickest to shut us down. You know, I was feeling hugely attacked at night in my bedroom, or you know. But the truth is, you know, it's it's your law of attraction at the end of the day, and and it's a blessing for you to be able to feel why they're doing it in the first place, and to acknowledge what the emotion is, and then deal with it, mm. um, and to come to a point where if you have enough courage to work through all those fears, you get to talk to someone as beautiful as Elvis or someone. Yeah, and to be able to help people, I think, as well, because mm. I was really feeling guilty that I didn't want to genuinely help people because I had so many injuries. Yeah. The truth is, it's just compelling to help more people, especially when you see the bigger pictures like Ramtha was talking about, you know, mm -hmm. especially with earth changes. I almost feel duty-bound to move as quickly as possible through my stuff to not only help people in the spirit world, but so that they can move on and then start helping all the souls who pass over during earth changes. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's yeah, it, it, for me, it's it's been the most beautiful part of the divine love passage. And it's also helped you sort of recognise some of your passions without shutting them down, isn't it? Totally. I remember after uh, releasing one night and um, God basically told me what what six particular gifts were and one of them was, you know, being able to commu uh, communicate with those in the spirit world and just at an emotional level something happened that night. Up until then I thought it was a neat little party trick or you know I'd eventually get there but mm. something from a passion and desire place really changed that night mm. and had I not cleared all those fear about it I don't, I don't honestly know if I'd even have been you know given that truth quite mm. honestly you know mm. so and there were a whole other things that tie in with that as well I suppose mm. you know so yeah so you had a pretty successful week Monica. you know what it was okay <laughs> It, it genuinely was, and I knew this before coming up, I said it to Mary, there's only one other week in my life where I did a process, which I knew before going, uh, it was the most transformational week ever, and without a doubt, it, was, it did not disappoint me. <laughs> it was just extraordinary, yeah. so thank you so much. That's, thank you, too. Oh, you're yeah. so welcome. I got to talk to some of my friends. I know, <laughs> and it's so lovely to hear him talking to his friends. It's just so nice. <laughs> Yeah, and we've recorded some of those things which we'll be placing on the net for you to hear so, so you'll be able to get to hear them at some point. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're so welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right, so what I want to do is just explain some of those things that Monica was mentioning in terms of what's happening for many of you, when you deny an emotion or when you experience an emotion and, and when you pray for divine love and how all of those things affect you. Because what I'm noticing is that while I've presented all of these, we're up to now in session five, right, of these mediumship and healing sessions, but for many of you, there's still the, we've, have, we've forgotten session one. Do you know what session one was all about? 
No, see, 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 session one was one of the most important sessions. Praying for divine love and the effect that it has on your mediumship. That was session one. Right? And see, the majority of us have gotten it, right? And, and this is why I wanted to go through it again today. because and, and I think what we did in practice with Monica during the week helps solidify at an emotional level what's really going on for many of us. And this is something that I would like to discuss with you for a moment. After I have a drink. Who else is having a drink? Isn't there? Fifteen minutes, everyone want to go to the toilet. <laughs> um, all right, now, let's look at some of the scenarios uh, that Monica presented to you, and we'll put, put a bit more detail into them for you, in terms of what was happening, so that you have an opportunity then to experiment with this a bit. You see, everything is about the principles that you've already been taught on the divine love path. Does that make sense? Everything. Now, one of the principles you've been taught right early days was the principle of what happens when you are in denial. When you're in denial of your emotions. When you're in denial of your truth within yourself emotionally. Here's your soul. Here's an emotion that you're denying. When you're in denial of emotion, that is when that emotion gets reflected to the universe in its most powerful way. Now, remember I've said to you over and over that it's not just to the physical universe that this emotion gets pushed out to. So many of you will notice that most with your children, you'll see the results with your children or your animals, but actually it's getting pushed out in a very powerful way to all the spirit world as well. And any person who's in your vicinity who is attracted to using that emotion within you or feels sympathetic, sympathetic to that emotion within you is going to automatically be attracted to you in that state. Now, if you're a medium, that's going to bother you a lot, isn't it? And this is why a lot of people, you know, when they talk about mediumship classes, one of the first things they drum into people in a mediumship class is you've got to make sure that you're protected by the white light, protected by, you know, the, the, all of this protection stuff goes on, the descriptions of protection. And the reason why is because there's this emotion in you that's going out to the universe and when you consciously try to protect yourself, then of course there's this barrier that's established. Now I'm not suggesting that you need to do that because the barrier only needs to be established because this emotion exists within you that's attracting these spirits to you. The key thing is to deal with this emotion that's doing the attraction and the first way to deal with this emotion is to start looking at why you're in denial about it, why you want to shut it down. But understand the instant you shut down at a particular emotion, there will be an instant spirit attraction to you. Right? Now this happens whether you're a medium or not, but when you're a medium, you will feel it more because you're more sensitive to the spirits that are around you. Does that make sense? And because of that sensitivity to the spirits around you, these spirits come in and connect with you and they are going to experience their emotions through you or with you in many cases. So remember yesterday I said with regard to anger, anger is usually... Anger means you're in denial of some underlying emotion, right? So when I'm in anger or rage, I'm in, that's, a, that's a big indicator I'm in denial. So I'm in denial, 
the emotions getting reflected out to the universe at its most powerful, in its most powerful way, and all of the spirits or, that are surrounding me who want to attract or connect to that, bang, they come into me and they start expressing their anger through me. Right? And sometimes some of you have even experienced almost, almost not even remembering how angry you were afterwards, but just being in this uncontrollable rage almost. Does that make sense? Let's say there's another emotion. Let's say somebody's talking, like AJ's talking to you. This happens in the groups, by the way, so much. I start talking about a certain thing. Now, one of the things that I talk about that there's a lot of resistance in the spirit world about is truth, absolute truth. There's a lot of spirits from the sixth sphere down to the first sphere who don't believe in the concept of absolute truth. They only believe in the concept of personal truth. So every time I start talking about God's truth or absolute truth, there's this whole projection on this room, right, coming from the spirit world about truth hitting you. And this is why, I don't know if you've noticed in the groups, but many times a lot of stuff comes up when I start talking about truth inside of you. You notice that? And in fact, how far I will go to not, to not give up truth, that really starts confronting a lot of things like it did yesterday, you remember. And, so, and, and this is because there's spirits around us who are also in this state. No, I don't agree with that. No, I can't accept that. And they get into this state and they are also influencing that. And what I find often is when I start talking about truth, the emotional state of the entire room just goes and contracts. You can see it like, see, normally what's happening when I'm talking about love and divine love, what happens within you is there's this expansion and if you could see the room when we talk about divine love and some of us start receiving it, so, so while I'm receiving divine love there's lots of people, lots of spirits all seeing that that's going on for me. Does that make sense? Now that's the same with you. While you're receiving divine love, there's lots of other people around you who can see it's happening to you. Now some of those people are going to be jealous and be angry with you because you're doing that and they can't do that and they don't understand why. But there's also going to be a lot of spirits who think that's really lovely and want to just sit around your energy while you're receiving divine love. So they'll be coming in. So what happens there is this is ex expansion, if you like, in this room of light coming out. And it's like, like Monica described, a, a, a very, very bright golden light that's, that has a substance. It's actually like a fluidy substance that you can see as a spirit, right? And, and so what happens is this whole place lights up. If you could look at it down from the earth, most of the earth, what the spirit sees is not the lights that turn on and off in our light switches, but what they see is the lights that turn on and off inside of our heart connection with God. Right? And then when there's a hundred people in a room doing it, that's like the brightest place on earth. Does that make sense? Because <coughs> there's often not a hundred people in a room doing it. So when there's a hundred people in a room doing it, that's the brightest place on earth. And when that happens, huge numbers of spirits are just whoosh, you know, attracted to that particular thing happening. And so that actually increases the level of your openness and increases your openness to love. But then when I start talking about truth, because truth is such a contentious issue for most people, and most of us have little issues in our lives where we're still not being truthful and we feel guilty about that and ashamed of that and so forth, and because there's so many spirits who, have, who do not believe at all in the concept of absolute truth, now the energy all goes, contracts, and it goes dark again. Does that make sense? 
And then, because of those emotions of denial of what's going on inside of yourself, all these spirits come to you at the same time. Bang, bang, bang. They will start connecting as well. Now, next week, you'll notice this happening a lot in our group. When I talk about fear next week, what's going to happen is you'll go through times when you'll feel like we're surrounded by spirits who are in terror. Right? And, and you're saying, well, why is AJ doing this to me? Because I want you to deal with your terror so that doesn't happen anymore. Does that make sense? We want to w release these emotions so that doesn't happen. But every emotion you deny in your soul means that it gets pushed out of the universe at its most powerful place and that is going to attract the spirits who hook into that emotion. Now, when you're a medium, the thing to remember is this happens to you a lot because they can more easily make you hear things or do things than, than other people. Now, when I say a medium, I'm also talking about a person who's schizophrenic because they are a medium as well. And when I I'm say a medium, I'm also talking about a person who's got manic depression because they are a medium as well. And when I say a medium, I'm talking about also the people who have Tourette syndromes and other types of so-called medical illnesses they are all being heavily influenced as well. Does that make sense? And so every time they're in denial of an emotion, that's when it's the most reflected out. When it's reflected out in such power, what's going to happen is a full-on attraction, a full-on attraction of these spirits into you. All right, so that's the first thing to remember. Denial is going to really affect me so much. All right? So what do we do with that? We remember, as a medium, my most dangerous point, the most dangerous time that I have is when I'm in denial of an emotion. That's the time when I'm going to be influenced the most by negative spirits. And as soon as I connect emotionally and I pray to God to help me with this connection emotionally, what's going to happen? That influence will flee away from me. It will, they will flee, literally flee away from you. Because when you start receiving divine love, it feels terrible to them because their condition and the love condition are so different to each other, they can't bear it and they go. That's how easy it is. And in fact, in future, many of you will be doing what people in the past have called exorcism or the removal of a spirit influence from a person. Right? It's very, very easy to do because all you need to do is be in a condition of divine love and touch the person and whammo, what's happening now? The spirit inside of there is not going to be able to bear the love that's flowing into the person. Does that make sense? And so they'll just leave, just like that. There's none of this like, you know, and, and chanting and all of those things that you see in the movie Emily Rose, you know, none of, none of that. It's all much, much easier and very, very simple to do. But it requires being, personally being in the condition of love yourself. So denial is a very important thing to remember for a, for a medium. The more a medium denies something, the more difficult it's going to be if they're on the divine love path. On the natural love path, all they'll do is surround themselves in their white light cocoon and you know, hope that everything is protecting them. And to be frank, what happens is a lot of their spirit guides who are on the natural love path step in and protect, do all the protection work for them. But in reality, the emotion which is attracting it is the problem. So let's deal with the actual cause, you know. All right, so then once we do that, the other thing that we want to remember is that divine love has 
the largest positive effect on you as a medium. When you're receiving divine love, all of this negative influence will not be able to bear being around you. They will, they will leave. And you are receiving divine love when you're asking for it at the soul level. Right? Now the truth is you're still going to have to deal with your emotions because the only way to receive divine love is to be emotional about it, right? to actually have a longing, which is an emotion. So you're still going to have to be open emotionally. But you can receive divine love even when you're blocked to other emotions. As long as you have a longing for it and a desire to deal with the emotions and the emotions are flowing within you at that particular moment. It's as long as the emotions are flowing, you will receive the divine love, right? And you can be blocked with other emotions, but as long as you're flowing emotionally, you will receive, as long as you have that longing. So that was our first lesson. And yet it's one that we probably forget the most, right? the power of it. And what I wanted to do through Monica's example there of last week was to demonstrate to you the power of it and the protective power of it. Jen, would you like to ask Chris? <coughs> um, if you recognise an emotion that you have been denying um, and then you get attacked by spirits, is that attack to keep you back in, put you in fear and send you back? Yeah, yeah let's describe a little bit more perhaps about what happens... Uh, for you when you're in when you're in emotion. Once you recognise, so there's firstly the denial process, right, where you don't even recognise what's there emotionally. In that state, you are under the most attack spiritually and don't really realise it. In a sense, though, they are able to use that emotion quite easily without you knowing that you're being used. But then you go through a an awareness of the emotion and there's whole steps of awareness. I've written about them before and some of the writings are on the net which I have to reformat and everything for you but um, and so I don't want to go into them here but once you go into just into a state of awareness you're now in a different state but you're also now in your most vulnerable state because you are yet to deal with the emotion but you're aware the emotion exists. Can you see that's a pretty vulnerable state? And the reason why it's such a vulnerable state because that is the time when you're going to receive the most attack from a spirit. Because the emotion is there that attracts the spirit and the awareness is there that you're in the wrong condition. And what the spirit wants is to help you get back to denial again. You see, they want you back where they can use you without you really noticing or caring about it. Or use you with your cooperation. That's what they want. All right? So they want you back out of awareness and back in denial. So what often happens in that state is you actually get more spirit influence at that state than any other time. Right? And that spirit influence is being projected at you to stop you from proceeding, to stop you from getting to the next stage, if you like. Does that make sense? Now... The next stage, obviously, is to start having some realisations which will then help you connect with the emotional realisation process. Emotion, emotional realisations, which is actually a very emotional... can't even spell properly.
which help you connect to the actual emotion itself and experience that emotion. Now during that process you'll have blocking emotions like we talked about yesterday and some causal emotion, childhood causal emotion to work your way through. But you can see the more you step down into the process, the less danger there is of you being influenced. The highest degree of influence occurs when you're in denial because you're being influenced without even knowing it. But then this area here is a time of maximum pressure that's being brought to bear. You'll see this happening in your day-to-day -day life even. Like, for instance, many of you have tried to deal with an emotion about your mum or your dad, right? Just one emotion about your mum or your dad. And in part of that process, whether your mum or dad's in the spirit world or on earth, you would have probably wanted to talk to them about that emotion. So you go and talk to them, and what do you get? Not only do you get lots of denial, in most cases, that that even happened, it's very rare to get like, full awareness or acceptance from your parent, but, but you also get told that you're doing a stupid thing now, who are you listening to? Who's saying this stuff to you? And you say, oh, it's this guy called AJ. And, and they, so they do a search on the net, oh, AJ thinks he's Jesus. You're just talking to an idiot now, you're going crazy, you're in a cult, you know, and then they project. That's the, see, that's the time when you get the most projection. Does that make sense? That's the time when you're in this state where you're aware that there's something within you to deal, be dealt with, but now all the people around you who do not want you to change are going to project at you every single doubt based on your law of attraction of the emotion itself. Can you see that's the time when you're going to probably give up and revert back to normal state, shall we call it. And normal state for most people is back into the state where everybody around them accepts them again. Right? And this is the problem that we face, is when we get out of denial into awareness, we have still yet to deal with the emotion. And the emotion is still going to have its law of attraction with spirits and with people on earth, and it's at that point that we receive the most external pressure. And if you can get down out of that point and actually get closer and closer and eventually deal with the emotion, once you deal with the emotion itself, feel and experience the emotion itself, all of the external pressure on that particular thing will just disappear. Because your law of attraction has changed now. And you'll notice that happen when it happens. You'll be going along where you've got pressure after pressure after pressure. I described yesterday how you know, I got man after man after man phoning me saying, stay away from my wife, thinking, I don't know what they were thinking, because I, you know, like I was celibate at the time. It's like as if I was, if I was going to do anything with their wife. But what they were worried about was what I was saying to their wives was causing their wives to think about the law of free will and then looking at their relationship and wanting to change different things in their relationship to bring more in harmony with love. And of course the men who come home every night and sit down, where's my dinner? Sometimes we're not getting dinner anymore. And then, and then, you know, the men come home, sit down, where's my you know, house that's clean? Oh, I didn't have time to do it. I was crying all day, you know, like... Right? So what does he do then? Like, he's now really worried, right? He's really worried. And the only thing, he, he doesn't want to project it all at his wife generally because, you know, if you get mad at the lady, all she does is get mad back or, or leave you, you know, so they don't want to do that. So what they do is they look for the, what they feel is the cause of all that happening and often it's me, right? So what happened is that I would get, over a period of times, I got, I got, I got quite a few people, I'd get up, pick up the phone, another man screaming at me, telling me to F off and, and, and telling me that if, he, if, he ever, if I was ever in his vicinity again, he'd kill me and things like that. And I got quite a lot of that. 
over a period of time, three months or so, this kept on and on and on, right? And, uh, and then all of a sudden it just stopped. Now those men are just as angry as they have ever been, but they don't tell me anymore. The reason why they needed to tell me is because my emotion was a fear of being attacked violently by men. And I, during that time I dealt with that emotion. And now I don't, feel, I don't have a fear about being attacked violently by men. And funnily, there's still those men who are violent, but they don't attack me anymore. Does that make sense? So if we deal with the underlying causal emotion, then the law of attraction changes. Now imagine if they were spirits. Then I had literally thousands and thousands and thousands of man spirits banging at me all the time. They all went away as well. Instead, I got a heap of group of women spirits. <laughs> anyway, that's a different story, and that's a different attraction. Um, can it be the, the realisation of a positive emotion? Yes. Like allowing yourself to love for the first time? Yes, because there's a lot of spirits who don't want you to love. See, right around you at the moment, if you have issues with love, of, uh, let's say you're a woman and you, you've been abused as a child or you, you've had different issues occur during your, your, during your life where you don't trust a man, you are going to automatically surround you, because of that emotion in here, automatically surround yourself with spirits who are angry with men and who don't trust men. Now, when you start to try to trust a man, what are they going to do? No, 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 don't do that. You know, they'll project all of their fear at you about your trusting a man again. Does that make sense? And, and if you then have some positive realisations that you can trust a man and you can, you know, there's this particular man that you now know who is trustworthy, for example, and you work through that as a positive way, that changes your law of attraction greatly. Right? And those spirits who don't feel you can trust a man will either feel like, oh, we've lost her now, we as well go to another one who can't trust a man, or they themselves will work through the issues of trust of men in the same manner that you have. One of the two things will happen. Can we have the mic over there? Uh, wait for the mic. Yeah. Thank you. Can we help these spirits though, AJ? Or yes. What's, what's the answer there? Like, like they're going to, they come in in droves, but we need to be able to do something with them because yes. they're not going to... Do they have to learn how... To, to deal with their emotions? Yes. Yes. To go to their next level? Yes, they do. And, and what we did during the week a lot with the whole groups of spirits was do that. And what, what I want to do in the future, actually, in one of these sessions is have a medium who's developed enough to feel comfortable with doing it and we'll actually invite some of these spirits in um, and actually talk to them and show you how to, how to actually work your way through issues with spirits and help the actual spirits move forward. But basically, um, we had many of these discussions during the week with groups of spirits, and every group of spirits who came to us moved forward. There wasn't a single group that didn't. Oh, one spirit, one lady who didn't. That one lady who was in a dementia... Although she actually moved too, didn't she? Yeah, she went into the Yeah, if we have the mic, come on, yeah. Sorry. Um, there was one lady um, the night after Miriam, because we both felt that uh, Miriam, I had felt this intense rage as well towards, uh, or that was being projected towards Mary. Yeah. And when we um, helped Miriam move on, we both felt that we all felt that that wasn't this really angry woman that, that we'd all been sensing. So we immediately kind of 
gave space for whoever this woman was and she was in such a rage that I didn't actually want to communicate with her and it was I think the first time doing mediumship where I felt a love of self that I don't just have to do this and have all this stuff projected at me and but whilst we were talking I think either amongst ourselves or I can't remember the we were talking about her emotions and why she was in yeah such a rage. she actually then sank down into grief quite quickly and she still wasn't ready to kind of talk the next day she briefly came back and was angry but it was about something else but a similar thing I just spoke and said look whatever it is I have I we haven't gone any further so she was, in, she was a, in a far greater condition than yeah. she was the day before I mean because the day before she was in a demented rage it just absolutely it? crazy rage like yeah. a murderous rage yeah. and uh, she uh, the longer we talked even though it wasn't directly to her she was able to hear what was going on and emotionally recognize what was going on and was able to go there herself yeah and even with the ones who were angry during the week, we managed to con connect with them and help them connect with their grief every single time, pretty much, just by knowing what, what they needed to do and feeling their emotions. To do it effectively, you need to feel their emotions. And because it's easy for me to feel a spirit's emotions generally, um, I know straight away how to connect with them and how, what to say to them and what, what kind of things we need to talk about generally and that helps them often connect straight to the emotion itself and then, then we talk about their trust in other spirits helping them and all those kind of things and help them actually progress after that point. And Mon, you've had experiences with spirits coming and sexually projecting at you, haven't you, that you actually ended up helping to move on? I was just going to say that. I remember at the time thinking, but I don't know what to do. But I understood enough of the process that, A, there's a law of attraction going on here, so whatever I'm, you know, feeling, they're attracted to. Um, but they, every, almost every night for maybe two weeks, I was getting intense, uh, angry uh, projection from male spirits who, who I felt were going to sexually do something to me. And I suppose it got to the point where I just thought, I've kind of had enough now and I need to address it. So again, it was almost like that help. So you got out of denial. got out of the denial, went into the awareness of, you know, I really need to do something. And just kind of spoke one night to a guy and asked him, why do you actually want to do this to me? And just even asking that, it just totally disarmed him. And I was immediately able to go into uh, an emotional condition with him. And once we started talking... I could feel his pain and he told me a little bit about what had gone on in, uh, in his own past. And again, it was fumbling around with words, but I knew enough that even if I just called upon my you know, celestial friends that they would maybe explain things to him. That's the one I was telling you, I nodded off then afterwards. <laughs> but it was enough to help him move on, even if you don't know the right words. We know enough at this stage. Yeah. That, but, but the big thing was emotionally understanding why he was attracted to me in the first place. So that's the key. He's emotionally attracted to you for a reason. So um, a lot of times mediums say, oh, I had this real dark spirit come and all I did is told him to get lost and he went. <laughs> but, but that doesn't help anything. To be frank, what it does is it actually puts that person in a state of confusion, really. The better thing to do is to say, all right, this man's been attracted to me, he's in a dark condition, asking why he came here. Why did you come here? Oh, because, and he'll, often they'll say something like, oh, because you're angry with men and I, I get, I'm upset with you about that. Or, or because, oh, you know, or because oh, I think, you know, you're looking, your spirit body's looking a lot brighter now and I like that and I would like to have sex with you. Or, you know, you have all sorts of things being said to you and then you can work out what your own law of attraction 
is a, with this spirit, it's just a person, it's just like a person you've met in the street having the same interaction really in the end. And you, but the beauty of a spirit doing it is you can point them at the emotion and if they want to deal with the emotion, they will, they will pretty rapidly connect with it. If, it if, you, if they don't want to, generally they'll leave of their own accord. Right? And so you can point to them to their emotion and get into the emotion, but also remember that there was an emotion inside your own soul that attracted this spirit for some reason. And if you can look at that and deal with that emotion, then those attractions won't happen so much anymore. And in fact, the only time they'll happen in the future is when you want to help that particular person or that particular person with that particular problem. And one thing as well that might be helpful, because there was a huge fear up until that point talking to that guy where um, I had this feeling um, within me that spirits weren't human, if that makes sense. They're this big, scary, spooky thing. Yep. And the reality is that, you know, if you have the courage even just one time to do it, you'll realize that the only difference is they're not as clear as you're standing there they're now. Not, not in a body. Anymore. You know, and, and emotionally it's exactly like speaking to a man who's just walked into the room who's feeling angry. Yep. You know, and, and if you can emotionally just get beyond that and just try even one time and, and allowing yourself to experience what it's actually like you know, to, to connect that way, that was massive for me, yeah. uh, from, from a trust point of view. So. Yeah, Ramson wants to say a few words too. Do you want to do that or what? He wants to talk about the spirit thing. You don't have to. I'm just giving the opportunity. Yeah. Jen, if we can hide the mic over to Jen. It might not be on properly, Jen. Right up. Sit. This week I had a major law of attraction event. Um, I went to bed in what I thought was in, what I know now was in a place of love. Yeah. And in the middle of the night I got attacked by spirits. Yeah. Um, they not only showed themselves, hundreds of them, um, they were inside my head. Oh, speaking to me in my own voice and wouldn't let up. Mm -hmm. um, I woke up, got out of bed from Graham, moved into the other room and it didn't stop. Yep. Normally, I separate from Graham, I separate, get distance from him yep. and they stop. And I go back into my place of denial, which is I now know is a denial of loving him yep. and they leave me alone. Yep. So they want you to leave Graham alone. They want you to stop loving Graham, to not, to not be in this relationship with Graham. I understand now from the questions I've already asked and all of the discussion that yes, um, my denial of love, love is unsafe for me. Mm -hmm. That's my own place. Mm -hmm. My question is, is, is it possible for the spirits that hang around Graham to attack me when I'm in a realisation of love, an expression of love? Is that possible? Only if you have a sympathetic emotion. Could you explain that a different way? I don't understand um, what you mean by sympathetic emotion. You have to have an emotion. The only way a spirit is going to be drawn into attacking you is if something happens inside of you that they feel will affect Graham. 
And so, so there has to be something going on inside of you towards the spirits surrounding Graham before those spirits will usually attack you. These attacks only happen when I stay overnight at Graham's house. Okay. It's only in that location. So what do you think it's about? You mentioned that there is this emotion in you of feeling like about the love? That, that love, allowing myself to love or be loved is unsafe. All right, so love is dangerous. In fact, it's murderous. Love, okay, so love is murderous. Yeah. Mur, 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 mur. <laughs> murder. Murder. Us. Yeah. That, love is murderous. That's a pretty strong emotion, Jen, about love, isn't it? Now, yeah, definitely. Now, the spirits around Graham want Graham to be loved. They want Graham to be loved. Mm. And then he's got a woman in his bed who feels that love is murderous. Okay. What are they going to do with that? So are they protecting him or are they... Yes. Okay. Yes, but they're attracted to this emotion in you. So their motive is to protect him, but they're attracted to this emotion in you. Do you understand that? Does everyone understand what's going on? Right? Here's one person's emotion. Here's a group of people who have, a, who have the thing is Graham, in this case, or let's say the man, man should be loved. And along comes this woman who believes that love is murderous to love this man that we want to protect. What are you going to feel drawn into doing if you have that emotion? You're going to feel drawn into protecting the man from this woman, aren't you? And one way you're going to be able to protect the man from the woman is to actually make her a bit frightened and scare her off a bit and do whatever you can to do. And if you can see she's a bit afraid of spirits and she, she thinks that sometimes she's crazy because of voices, if we talk to her in her own voice oh, in her absolutely. head, she's going to feel like she's nuts. And, you know, there's, there's a whole thing I can do with this. I can do a lot here to break them up. I can do a lot to make them make everything bad for them. And then they just go ahead and do it because there's nothing stopping them. There's no emotion stopping them. You see, Graham needs to work through that emotion like, then he'll feel like he, he can love himself without a woman or with a woman, doesn't really matter. Once that emotion's done, these people won't be so attracted to him. But the truth is that you also have that emotion and they're attracted to that emotion to protect Graham. Can you see? There's always an interaction going on. Always an interaction. And I don't believe it's actually that emotion they're attracted to. But, but I'm just giving you an example. You see, what happens most of the time is we have spirits attra attracted to us for one of two different reasons. One reason is they want to protect somebody else or they feel some... Well, actually, in the end, there's really one primary reason a spirit comes to you and that is there's an emotion in the spirit that they don't want to deal with. That's the only reason why they come to you generally, if they're in a dark condition. Can, so, I, can I just add in my own defence? I don't have. Why do you want to I do not have a conscious desire to murder Graham. I didn't. No, I don't feel you did. Please, 
I don't. I don't feel But I do. do have difficulty with love. I have... You have a belief inside of you that if you love a man, something really bad is going to happen to you. Agreed? Every time I've tried... Something really bad has happened to you. Serious stuff. Yep. And, and so you believe that, that if you fall in love, your whole life is going to get really hurt. And you, in fact, could even die. That's the belief you have. Now, have died. Yeah. Now, inside of that belief, do you think there's a capacity to love the man? It's Not really. It's impossible to even love yourself or life Spot or on. anything else. Spot on. So if, if, a, if a person's concerned about Graham being loved and they see inside of you an emotion where you believe that love's murderous and, and love's a very dangerous thing to even do, do they ever see a chance in the future of Graham being loved? These spirits. Yeah. No, it's not what I believe. This is what the spirits believe, right? No. I believe there is a chance that he will be, by even you, but, but only if you deal with these emotions. But those spirits don't feel that way. They feel like there's no chance. What, what, what are you doing with this woman, Graham? What are you doing? She's, she, she's not going to ever love you because she's so afraid of loving. That's their feeling. Does that make sense? She's not going to ever love you because she's so afraid of loving. So why are you with her? Let's scare her off. Let's get rid of her. Try and get her, somebody else come along. And they're not respectful of whether you're soulmates or not soulmates or any of those things. They're not interested in any of that. Right? All they're interested in is this thing that they're connected to, this emotion inside of them, that they want to protect Graham for some reason. And that's the thing you've got to look at. Why do these spirits want to protect you in, a, in, an, in an unloving manner? Right? So that's something that they've got to look at and you can look at by dealing with some emotions inside of you. But, but what's happening is that because of that feeling, they want to protect him from you. And they'll do whatever they can to protect him from you. I've had whole groups of spirits come about my relationship with Mary because of a lot of her friends and her family members and so forth who feel in a rage with us about having a relationship and particularly within me. And so they are just hammering, hammering, hammering. Those spirits are hammering, hammering, hammering. And they are influencing all the people on earth who want, to hammer the, who want us to break up. And so there's huge amounts of pressure on our relationship from the spirit world and also from people on earth being influenced from the spirits to separate. So I'm confused. The dynamic here is that we feel safer away from each other than when we are together. Yeah. Is it best to just stay away from each other and give in? No. What, you know, like... I wouldn't, but you can do what you want. I would stay with it I'm and deal like, with the emotion. I'm feeling like a bad person here. But you're not a bad person. You just have an emotion. I'm feeling like because I've owned up and asked the question, yeah. can I... Yeah, go with it, Jen. The truth is you're not a bad person. This is just an emotion. That's all it is. The emotions don't define you, but they will define your life while you live in them. So, so but, but, but you've got a choice. You can actually focus on dealing with the emotion. The belief, the belief that's inside of you is that love is very dangerous. And so you are very resistive to actually falling in love again. Falling in love again. <laughs> I forget how that song goes. <laughs> Do you understand what I mean? 
Yeah, I actually understand resistance to falling in love. Right. When you talk about that... So I'm not attacking you here. All I'm saying is... I'm, I know you're not attacking me. I know you're helping me. Yeah, all I'm saying what is... Come, you know, like what comes from a really innocent, what seems like a fairly innocent side of a question, yep. wanting to understand a lot of, you know, ends up to be something really deep and... And you're, and you're almost connecting with it emotionally. Profoundly confronting. Yes. Go with that now. And you can leave and go with that. That's awesome. Yeah. Many of you women have a deep resistance to falling in love. Uh, understandably so. Many men also have a deep resistance to falling in love. And they also need to do with the assembly group of emotions. So it's not, it's not dependent on the sexes or the gender. But... Often it's the women who have a deep uh, uh, feelings about falling in love because they've fallen in love before, got really hurt, and they've been really hurt by their father's lack of attention on them because often it's the mother who has more attention given to the children than the father because of the situation we're in. And so what finishes up happening is that many of us grow up with a deep, deep fear of the vulnerability of love. And... Uh, and there are spirits who are going to hook into that as well. You know, you, can you imagine how many women and men there are in the, in the first sphere of the spirit world who don't want you to fall in love? Like, you, you imagine, you can hear them on earth even. I've talked to many people on earth, men and women, who just, like, the whole concept of love is just totally distorted and they, they just are totally disillusioned with love completely. Right, and so they don't want you to feel love or to even fall in love. And so what do they do? Every time you look like you might be getting close to falling in love, they muddy up the waters a bit and give you all of these impressions and emotions. And if you're mediumistic, even more impressions and emotions will come to you than if you're not. And this is why have you noticed that there are many women mediums who are single? Have you noticed that? Why is that? You see, can you see how there must be some influences going on there? What's going on there? It's a matter of working their way through and working their way through those emotions that are being influenced as well. And that's the law of attraction at work. Work your way through those emotions. Yeah. And then we come over here. AJ, while Jenny was speaking, I had real pain in my stomach and my abdomen. and On the right side of your body? Yeah, that's where it is now, yeah. and um, which is it really hurt. And yeah. like, I'm, my mind says, well, if I'm feeling it, it's about me. But yes, the fact that I was I'm sitting next to Jenny, yes, I I, I would just like some information, yep. please. You have some issues with men that are very very similar to Jen's issues with men and about love. You feel quite hurt in a similar way about men and that men don't really care enough about you. And that comes again from your childhood. The reason why it's in this area is it's part of your self-approval. You define yourself by whether the man loves you or not. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. And, and when he doesn't love you, that's why you get angry. When you feel unloved by the man, you get angry, right? This is what happens in your relationship. Rage. Yeah, rageful. Yeah. And yeah. what's happening is that there's spirit connecting to that in you as well. There's a spirit, a woman spirit, connecting to that. That's why you go into that rage. Does that make sense? But it's coming from that emotion inside of you, that, 
of this of this deep fear about being vulnerable and open, and also this capping over the top of it is this anger that you feel the man should you know love me. He's got to love me, you know, and and because he doesn't, you feel terrible about yourself as a result. And the spirit who's with you that feels exactly the same. So the key is to get into that emotion. Mary's been getting into those emotions. The way she does it is, is firstly feel the layer of anger that's there. And then as she's feeling the anger, she allows herself to connect a bit lower. But what she does, what she's noticed happening, is if she doesn't connect in, a, in, a, in like two minutes after expressing the anger, then usually it means there's a spirit with her who is just expressing her man anger through Mary. Right? So what, all, that, all that Mary does then is stop and we talk with this spirit. We just talk to the spirit, get it to move away, connect, and, and Mary asks for divine love and, and asks for protection. And then she goes back into the emotion. And then usually within two minutes, she's in the sadness. Does that make sense? And if you stay in the rage, it's pretty highly likely that the spirit with you wants you to stay in the rage. I've been wanting to ask, I'm having trouble stopping swearing. Yep. And I'm wanting to know if that is actually a spirit connection who's... Yeah. yeah, it is. So here's you. Here's the spirit, right, who wants you to stay in anger with men. Right? Now, she, she's in anger with men, right? She, she's in anger with men because she's been hurt by men. And if we were in a channeling situation, we can talk to this spirit and about her anger with men. And she could even move on after we talk to her. But the problem is that you still also have some anger with men that's covering over this deep grief that you feel about men not loving you, right? Now, that's what's drawing her to you. Now, in the spirit world, there's literally thousands and hundreds of thousands of women who are angry with men. So when she leaves and you still have the emotion, what's going to happen? Another one's going to come the next time you're angry with a man. Do you know what I mean? So, so the best thing to do, really, is for you to start focusing on the anger with men and what that's covering over. What's the fear that you have with men? There's a fear there, and you, you need to investigate. Often it will be a fear like, I'm afraid of not being loved by a man. Does that make sense? Or I'm afraid that I'm so unattractive that no man wants me. That could be another part of the fear, right? I've just listed two that you have. Right? Now... Now, what you need to do is connect to those emotions, and as you connect to those emotions, she can observe you connect to this emotion, right? Now, she then has a choice, and you can talk to her about it. But every single time you go into a rage and start swearing, and it's almost uncontrollable swearing, no, she is connected to you. She is right now got most of the control of you. And what she's connecting is this underlying grief that's under the fear. She's connecting to that, but actually what she's, the reason why she's with you is that she has the same underlying emotion as you, but she wants you to stay in that state. Because that's the state she's in. She feels that if you connect with a man, you are going to get badly hurt, just like I was hurt. You are, you know, this is our line. Just be angry with men. Be angry with men. Express your rage to men. Let's make the men pay. Let's make the men pay for what's happened to us. Right? That's what she feels. Now, it's very easy to help her out of that just by you speaking with her about that and, and feeling some emotions back. You know, this is why it's so important to do this homework that you did over the last month to feel the emotions of the spirits that are around you. Because when you feel them, you can talk to them through those emotions. Do you use w words? Sorry? Do you, yeah, I, mean, I do, do you use speak words. out aloud? Or yeah. do you... 
I do because, because in the first sphere of the spirit world the majority of them are not developed enough to feel your emotional response coming from you. So you have to use the words in order for them to connect to the emotion that they actually are denying within themselves. Does that make sense? So, so it's very effective to use the words, to speak out loud, say, alright, I know you're here, you know, what's your name? And many of you are medium mystic would probably be able to hear a response to that. Do you know her name? What do you think her I name? think it's Adele. Adele. Only because I had a kinesiology session several or well, a couple of years ago. So what you do is you trust that. You don't, don't you trust me? You trust that, right? So it's Adela. Or Adelaide, maybe. Or Adelaide. Okay, shortened to Adela, probably, or something like that. All right. So Adelaide, what what are your feelings? You're in a rage with men, aren't you? What do you feel? I think she's. <laughs> go on, go for it. Fucked off. Yeah, yeah. Because she couldn't have babies and yeah. she felt useless and I don't really want to be on camera. No, so turn off the camera. Yeah. 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 And I feel like I could destroy whole universes. With that anger and rage. Yeah, that's easily. What, that's what she feels. That's her feelings now. And she's connecting with some of your feelings in all of this. Right? But now... So let her express that and even write it down. Write, write down what she's feeling. And so then, is this, this is hers or this mine? Is, this is her. This is her now. Like, yeah. She's connecting though with some of your emotions. Your emotions of you being really annoyed about the fact that you know, there's things that because of men you can't do. Do you know what I mean? You can feel that emotion a bit. That's the emotion inside of her is that all this she's there for is having children. <laughs> and because she couldn't have any, she was useless. That's yes, how that's she was exactly treated. right. That's how she was treated. Yeah, yeah. And so she became reckless. Yeah. As I am reckless. Yeah. Supposedly. Yeah. Supposedly, yeah. That's what the men tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so can you see? That's the emotion. So now that you're connecting with the emotion, ask yourself, what emotion is this connected with inside of me? Because you can work your way through that. But you can also speak with her about, all right. This rage that you have at the universe covers a deep sadness, a deep grief. That you, and notice that even when she was explaining it, you felt the need to even express some of the grief. So allow yourself to feel that grief as you're explaining it to her, because some of it is your grief, not just hers. It's your grief. And, so, and can you see how, how, remember I said there was an emotion in the right side of you yeah. where if the man doesn't think you're valid, you're nothing. Right? And that's what she feels. That if the man doesn't think she's useful, she's useless. Yeah. And back in the time when she was living, that meant having children. Mm. And if there was no children, she was barren. What does that mean? She's useless. Right? Many, by the way, women become uh, sexually... Uh, sorry, their sexual organs become developed at very young ages now, right? The reason why that happens is because there is this multi-generational injury in women that unless you have a child, you're not valid as a woman. Right? That's one of the injuries that gets passed down generation to generation that's causing women to mature sexually earlier and earlier and earlier. Anyway, that was an aside. You understand what's going on? And I feel dizzy Yep. as well. Disoriented or just dizzy? Um, no, just dizzy, I think. Yep, okay. Can you ask her what that's about? Now? Yep. We'll ask, ask, I've just asked her what's that about. You can tell her. Just trust your feelings. Trust what comes to you. 
How is she making you dizzy? What's the feeling inside of her that causes her to feel dizzy? I don't know. Like not grounded or... I, I don't know. Yeah, at the moment it's not the right... There's so many spirits here and you know, it's, my suggestion is go home and actually allow yourself to connect with that because she is doing that with you and she's doing that with you for a reason. There's a feeling she has of dizziness within herself. Whenever she starts talking about how angry she is, there's this really, really... A lot of different things happen to her when she gets into this rage as well. And all she's doing is connecting to this feeling inside of you that's sympathetic to her feeling and expressing her rage through you in the environment. Does that make sense, Steph? It does. So she doesn't want to wreck my life or anything, does she? No, she feels she's protecting your life. She feels that, she feels that you need to stay away from men and just be in a rage with men because if you're not in a rage with men, a man's going to hurt you. A man's just going to treat you like crap. And to be frank with you, you know that at times that you're pretty much overlooked by the man, right? So, you know, already she feels connected with that happening to you and she doesn't want it to go any further. So potentially she could wreck your life with it, yes. But only if you don't deal with the emotion. Does that make sense? The key is for you to let yourself feel the emotion and work your way through the emotion. And if you can help her do the same, it would be a blessing to both of you. It would be really lovely to help her do the same and work through that emotion. How long do you think she's been there? What's the feeling? Oh. Decades. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what just came to mind was since I got married, I don't know. So she's been with you pretty much all your married life as soon as you attached to a male. Yeah. Uh, and how long do you think she's been in the spirit world? Oh, I reckon she was here in the 1800s. Yeah. Yes. And I have a habit of getting in my car and racing off. And I connect her with a horse and that she was a paraplegic, like, you know, very rich and beautiful and in a wheelchair with nothing to do because she couldn't have babies and because yep. she'd, like, recklessly fallen off a horse or yep. something like that. Spot on. Yeah. You're very, very clear. You need to trust all these things and just go with that. And that, that's exactly her emotions. She feels like just because she was a paraplegic, no man wanted to love her, right? This happens many times today. Like she almost destroyed, like couldn't give a shit. She couldn't do what she was, was expected of her, so she was reckless, and as a result, the paraplegia came rather than... Yeah, rather than the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I kind of like everyone's got all these things and they all know what's happening and I, I feel like, you know, I shouldn't even be here. Like I don't know what people are talking about half the time. You but, know. but if you if you just listen to what you just said when you play this back, you'll realise that actually you're far more connected to this woman than you realise. Right? And you'll realise that you know a lot about her life and what's actually going on. And in fact you also can see that there's a deep emotional connection because of a similarity in experiences and an emotion in you from your childhood that has attracted her into your life. Does that make sense? Both of you had the same kind of dad. Absent, yes. uncaring. Yes. Yeah. And that's the reason why you both have this same emotion. And what she needs to do is connect to her dad stuff, just like you do need to connect. When you fly into the rage, both of you are not connecting. 
So when you look back at all of this, there's a huge amount, like you're quite mediumistic, right? And there's a huge amount of information in this for you. I mean, I had that with the help of a kinesiologist. That's okay. Who likes you, by the way, and says she can feel your love yeah. and wants to come, you know, yeah. and, and come along. She said, I can feel him already, yeah. his love. Yeah. So, so it doesn't matter how you gathered this information, and you know that it's there and you can feel her emotion more than anything. So the key is connect to her emotionally, start talking with her about her emotion, and you'll find as you're talking to her about how she feels, and you can relate to her how you feel, and you'll start connecting to some of these childhood feelings you feel about your father. And that will stop the both of you from flying into a rage about things. Does that make sense? Great. Yeah. Thank you. My pleasure. <coughs> Microphone. AJ, it's about these spirits. When they come in, we clear one, the next one comes in and if so... You hold the microphone, it's sort of a bit more direct. Oh, sorry. Yep. When they come in, yep. clear it, another one comes in and continues. Yep. Do they teach one another? No, not often. I ask them to, but often they don't. And the reason why is if you've been somewhere for 100 years and you just learn how to get out of that place... You're out. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be out. Right? Can you see that? Like... You'd feel the same, wouldn't you? Like, you'd just feel like, oh, I'm, going, I'm out of here, bang, I'm off, right? And then, of course, a year, two years down the track or something, you might say, oh, but what a, oh, yeah, I left what's name behind, that's right, and then you go back looking for him, right? But that's how it is many times. Um, so how do they grow? How do they? How do they grow? Well, eventually they learn they can connect with higher spirits, and this is why usually in every single conversation I have with a spirit, I automatically connect them to divine love spirits as well as a part of the process. Once they're connected to a divine love spirit who they can feel love from, then they can continue to grow, and usually they grow on the divine love path quite easily after that point. So, I, so generally when I speak to spirits, not only do I help them connect with their emotions, but then I hold them there in that place with me until we have a discussion about God and a discussion about these spirits who want to assist and progress on the divine love path. And I then say, well, it's up to you what you want to do. I actually, if they're very frightened about meeting the spirits, I actually go, take them through their fear about meeting the spirits so that at least they have some assistance after I've finished the discussion with them. And we can do all of that with them quite easily. Um, I've written quite There's a lot about it, actually. There's millions of them. <laughs> There's millions of them, yes. But, but you see, only the ones who are a part of your law of attraction will be attracted to you. So that's the first thing to understand. The second thing to understand is, uh, often for many of you, many of you will discover that you actually have a passion to help these spirits. And to be frank with you, we are helping by having these discussions far more spirits than we are people on earth. The reason why is that many spirits are in a state where they're totally ready to be assisted. Whereas most people on earth have lots of denials to work through. You see, some, some of the spirits we talked to last week were like um, 2,000 years they've been in one of the hells. And they worked through all their rage and anger and they got eventually into this place where they're still angry, but they feel like, you know, they want to get out of where they are. Now they are in a very ready place. And in the case of the spirits we helped last week, they knew me from the first century. So, so there was a strong connection, so we could just easily talk to them and help them move on. In other cases, that's not the case. They won't even know you, but you'll be able to help them move on still by inviting the spirits down who, can who they can trust and so forth. The key is you just do what your passion is. If you don't want to help thousands of them, then that's your call. You're, 
that's okay. But to be frank with you, if you decide to help them, you'll find when you pass over, there'll be thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people who will welcome you into the spirit world that you can't even remember helping. But they remember that you were the start of their progression towards God and progression towards bliss. So it's a beautiful gift that you can give these spirits. Just, and what I like about doing it is that it is so easy to help a spirit in that condition, far more easier than it is to help your next door neighbour who's in a... because who, they're in a totally different condition. Yeah. Um, over here, if we can have the mic. Right up. Yep. AJ... About two weeks ago, oh, I've been going through a bit of a process myself over the last six weeks or so, just dealing with some emotions. And two weeks ago, I felt really depressed, and it wasn't just my normal processing. I actually was feeling like I just wanted to cry because I wanted to cry, and I felt depressed. Yep. Um, and I didn't go out to the sanctuary that weekend with everyone else. I just wanted to deal with this emotion. Anyway, at the, on the Sunday I went for a walk on Malulabar Beach and at the end I sat down and I'm thinking, this isn't fear. I feel like I'm dealing with somebody else's emotions. So I had a little chat with um, these spirits that were with me and I just asked them, I just said, look, I've been listening to you all this time, whether I wanted to or not, but I was. Um, and I knew that it was my law of attraction, but I actually talked to them and I said, this isn't fair, I'm trying to deal with my emotions, um, and I, but I feel like I'm dealing with yours. And um, I said, this is about you know, my happiness and it's about your happiness as well. And I just said, look, there's spirits with you that are brighter than yourselves and I really suggest that you go and talk to these spirits because they can help you with your happiness. And something else it was all just done in my head and um and then i went home and when i got home i actually felt happy i'm going oh, i feel good what's yeah. what happened and then i just remembered what i'd done yeah. and so that was yeah so i, I fe- and before that i felt like i was trying to do something but somebody was sitting on me and i couldn't actually do anything yep so it was really good even though i don't even know what that their situation was or anything but yeah or i haven't really connected to them more than that but yep. So the, so the key is, understand that a lot of the influences that are upon you are these kind of influences, and when you get down or depressed, remember, part of that is driven by your own desire to avoid, so that there's something going on in there for you. But what will happen is that will attract a whole heap of spirits who are in the same state. And then it's like they all sit on you. And, and then, then basically what's happening from that point of, point of time onwards is you're living not just your own life, but all of their lives as well coming through you. And it can be such an oppressive thing. This happens many times to you in these groups that you come to. Um, you know, many times, like I start talking, and after five minutes, my throat's locking up, and I think, none of the audience wants to listen. What in the hell's going on here, you know? And then I connect to what's going on, and sure enough, there's like thousands of spirits who just don't want you to hear that particular message because you don't want to hear that particular message, and they just shut you down, and some of you are off snoozing even after five minutes or so. Right? Now, I know I'm boring, but five minutes like, you know, like, you know, there's something else going on there, right? But many of you have also noticed that when I've addressed an issue with a particular individual and that particular individual didn't want to hear the particular thing I was saying, within a few minutes later, generally they are asleep. Have you noticed that in the audience? Sometimes you've seen that with different people. 
And the reason why is the spirits with them just didn't want them to hear that particular thing, didn't want them to listen anymore, and so they just heavily influenced them, you know, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep, you know, and, and sure enough, the person, because they don't want to hear themselves, off they go, you know, and it's the way it happens. This is why many of you sometimes find it hard to concentrate at some of the sessions, and other sessions you feel like, wow, that was alive, I felt connected there. And that's because of the different emotions inside of yourself attracting different spirits at that particular time who then influence you to shut down even further than what you would normally do. And that's what's going on. Um, right now my heart's pounding so fast. But, um, what Liz just shared, um, the last three weeks I've been having really full-on things like that. And um, after one of them, since that time I've had this physical thing with my heart that it hasn't been um, pumping properly and it's made me feel quite ill and yeah. right when, since she's shared that it's just racing and yeah. I'm just can you help me see what I will so what do you feel from the spirit is with you there's a spirit with you obviously just, what do you I feel guess it's fear and terror fear and terror now how is some fear and terror inside of you connecting to the spirit do you think what's going on inside of you that would attract a spirit who's in fear and terror something I'm afraid of. Yeah. Can we find out what she's afraid of? What do you feel? And this is, this is something that many of you can do even if you don't think you're mediumistic. Just sit down and ask yourself, what do I think she feels? What do I feel she feels? Just use your imagination. What do I feel she feels? What do you feel she feels? Every time you come here... Fear, well, what's come, what's come is a fear of losing control. Right. Okay. So she's afraid of losing control herself. She's terrified of it. Because when she's in control, what happens? What, what do you get from her? If she's in control... I don't want to say what it is because I want you to feel from her. Well, she's in control. She doesn't have... She's in control. And Why she does she want control? It's, it does something for her. It makes her feel something. What does she feel when she's in control? That she's powerful. Right. And? Um, I don't know. And, and can really you see that she wants to be in control of her emotions mostly, doesn't she? Yeah. Can you see that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you can feel yeah. that from her. So what's that telling you in your law of attraction? I, I, I want to be in control. I know I've came to that. I don't want to feel the horrible things that I might have to feel because I've been getting close to it. And um, So you're getting close and then you're in this space where you've gone down into awareness. Yeah, yeah lots of awareness of what's there but not and then just shut down. And um, I had a dream about two nights ago where I came into a room and there were these people who were so vulnerable and so unmasked of all their feelings that they almost looked crazy. Yeah. But I was so attracted to this group of people yeah. and I was talking to this woman and, she's, and she saw that I was really wanting to move there and she took a hold of my hands and swirled me around really, really fast and yeah. I was enjoying that and then she let go of me and I went out of my body up into the air and I was so scared and yeah. afraid. And um, work so up. you've had lots of indications what this has been about in the last two weeks, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. But so this, this heart thing just uh, is freak. It's like 
Yeah. Oh, so I want to say a few things to the both of you. Okay. Firstly, God designed you to feel all of your emotions. Secondly, God is trustworthy through this process. You can trust that what God designed is always going to work. Always. Right? And thirdly, you're not going to go crazy dealing with your emotions. In fact, you're going to go crazy if you don't right? deal with your emotions. All the people who fill asylums have gone crazy because they want to get away from themselves, not connect to themselves. Does that make sense? And that's what. And then, then fourthly, the time when you are the most powerful is when you no longer need to control. Now these are statements that I'm making, which are not hitting you emotionally, right? but but this fifth thing is the most important thing. You need to pray to God about why you are so scared. You're now aware that you're so scared of getting into your real deep core emotions. So pray to God about why you are so frightened and to help you through the fear and into the emotion. And she needs to do the same. Yeah. Right. And both of you breathe. Hmm? Both of you breathe. You can't do that for her, but you can do that for you. <laughs> but breathe. How do you feel she's feeling now? Um, just trying to let it in. She's tried to hear, but still quite frightened. Right, and it's, like it's, make, it's making me feel quite... starting to spin out a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how you actually, you need to go into this. This is some terror that you're going to need to experience and she needs to experience some terror as well. Now the key when you go into any of those kind of emotional experiences is always pray while you're going through it. You will always be kept safe. Remember from Monica's experience when you're praying, you've got the divine love there, you've got your spirits around you who are on the divine love path protecting you. You are all right. You're going to be fine. And the same applies to her if she prays to God and does the same thing. She'll have spirits around her who will help her and protect her through this process exactly the same as she can do with you. But one thing I need to say to her, she needs to disconnect from you. She needs to stop making you more anxious, but you both need to deal with your anxiety. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, see what happens over the coming week or two. Now, it's a quarter past three already and you need a break. So let's have a break till four and then we'll come back and talk a little more.